On this week's episode, we brought in on Horizons and talk what to call the opposite sex. We talk about Cam Newton going to the New England Patriots and what that means for the NFL, cover betting, and I leave NASCAR and golf at the end so you can skip it and go right to the next episode. Enjoy. So I do have just one off the, off. I don't know, just out there question. It's not really out there. It, it's it's not even weird question. It's just something I've always thought about and never, never known how to ask it or who to ask it if it should ever even be asked. All right. So when do you think you stop calling girls girls and call them women? Because you never call them ladies. You only say ladies in like a formal setting when you're asking them to go somewhere. Uh, right, because otherwise you sound you either come off creepy or like an asshole. I think I probably still say girls, like what up, yeah. girls or something like that. Like I don't, I don't think I ever say women. I think that is just way too formal that I wouldn't even think about it. Ladies, right? like, but ladies, I don't want to be like, like ladies, ladies, ladies. Like tell them to be like, calm down here, ladies, like something like that. But like, yo, lady, like no or. What's yeah. up, woman? No. I'm with my lady. Hey, girls, tonight. what's up? Like, yeah, I'm with my lady. Yeah. I'm with my girl. I'm with my woman. Yeah, I like. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. <laughs> like, hey, like, I mean, like, if I was like talking to my friends, would I say? I would say, yo, this girl is hot, right? I would never say this woman is hot, even though she could be of of more mature age. I'll say it could be a cougar, but I mean, yeah, this woman is hot. I think of a cougar if you say that. Yeah. But like, I think even though I like, I mean, like we're, are you 30 now? Four days. Four days. Four okay. days. It turned 30, dirty, 30. So we'll be in our 30s. And then I still don't even find that like to be, I wouldn't say appropriate, just needed to say women. Yeah. Or woman. I mean, this puts I, this I would into say, perspective, man. I have, or millennials, which are me and you, and apparently still the people everybody calls, even the young people are like, or the older guy, older people are like the generation, you millennials and everything. If you actually say, well, millennials are actually now 30. That I think it's like 36 to 30. Yeah. Blows people mind. Millennials are fucking 30. Yeah, it's no like Gen way. Z's, the young ones. Yeah, it's now. like, yeah, those assholes are the one that's screwing up the name right now. Millennials are, we actually did some shit, dude. We've, if you think about it, and I know I'm going off on a random tangent, but the millennials had the best of both worlds. We were on the, the end of the baby boomers and the, the Gen Xers or the whatever they were just before us. But like we were raised with hard work and dedication and get your hands dirty. But then mm-hmm. we were also at the beginning of the tech swing and everything with the computers, cell phones and that. So we were best of both worlds. We weren't just hands-on and no tech um, like the older generations. And we're not like the spoiled younger generations where it's all tech and they don't know what a freaking spatula is. All right. So, yeah. I mean, I'll get off my tangent there. But yeah, somebody brought that. I was like, you realize that millennials are... 30 and I was like man I'm a millennial and I didn't even think of it that way like people right. say millennials nowadays and I still think yeah those assholes when 
it was my generation and the generation is that's the new one. The younger ones are the ones that are screwing everything up for us. No, <laughs> yeah, no, well, you guys aren't, you guys are probably the future with tech, but right. I'll still outwork you because I got the determination. <laughs> I just, I just don't think I'll ever say I, I'll have to be like 40, 45 before I say like women. And I, and I would only really say it when I'm addressing a group, I just find it weird to like the selection. Cause I don't want to talk about like, I don't want to make anyone feel like a child when I when I call them a girl. Well, I feel like it is but a wanna... formal thing to say because you think when you address a a big groom's like, ladies and gentlemen, it's not women and gentlemen or anything like that. But like, I feel like it, if if it's not super formal, it's almost like you're saying something that they're in trouble for. Right. My God, women or something like that. Because <laughs> I think about how you would use like men. You have, I think boys is it's almost like one of those things like girls, we say girls and it's just, it's accepted. And I guess this is the societal change that we have to make. But when somebody our age, a female says boys, it's almost derogatory. Like you guys are being adolescents. Right. Yeah. And but that's if they what say, I try to compare. If they say gentlemen, it's like they recognize you and they're like, it's like a pat on the back. It's like, cool. Um, you, but men, then like, man, you yeah. have to like, that's like an attainment. Like you have to achieve a man status. Yeah, man's always been his like, that's a that's a grown ass man right there. Yeah, like you have a job, you have kids, you know. I, I yeah, you can have a job and have kids, you still cannot be a grown ass <laughs> okay, man. Right, I know, but I'm saying that like, those are like kind of the first qualifiers. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know. Um, I guess just we'll... just out there, it's just something I just ran with. And now there's so many other pronouns that you know I really don't know what to call anybody, but. <laughs> that's a different topic that isn't part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh pretty good sports weekend. I, I feel for like both of us, uh, yep. definitely some good oh, highlights. Yeah, for sure. Some uh, devastating news for me uh, that we'll talk about later when we get to NFL. But I guess first off, I think, I think we should just the, start with that and then make our way because that's a, that's the smallest thing we got to talk about is the NFL. And I can't wait because this is just great. So go ahead. I'll, I'll let you say it. You say it. Yeah. I mean, by now, by the time this gets out, everybody's known. If you don't know and you're listening to us first, that's cool. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, I'm flattered. But yeah, so Cam Newton... Finally signed. And I'm so glad. And I should have took the bet because there was a bet up there that said, who gets signed first, Cam or Cap? And it's going to be Cam. And if it was Cap first, that would have been some bullshit. I don't care about everything else. He can't play. That's a different story. Cam needed to be signed. He was, I thought, uh, it was about like April. I was joking with uh, some of my Patriot friends, said it was going to be Cam. I had some sources. Yeah, I got sources. Some sources. Yeah, I got sources. And... They said, hey, like he's talking to the Patriots and they're trying to work something out. They're just kind of worried about the medical. And since then, he's been posting and it makes sense because he's been posting a lot of stuff on social media about him working out. And he looks I mean, he looks good shape. He's one of the best in shape quarterbacks there is. Like he looks like a freak. Ripped abs, everything. Like He'll he'll whoop anyone's ass in the gym. That's a quarterback. But does that help you play better? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about that he's in shape. He can he can go longer. Greatest I mean, come on. Greatest quarterback of all times in shape. Is he ripped? No, but he's in shape. He just looks good. 
He's a good looking guy. Body wise, I would trade. No. I'll take my dad bod and my I'm working on my daddy <laughs> bod. I'll take my dad bod and my in transition daddy bod. But Cam's new Cam's no, I would not be one of I don't want to be that ripped. Because I feel like you're a robot at that point. Like, oh, I turned one way wrong and I'm so jacked. Well, that's because that he's vegan. I, or I, I tear a muscle. That's because he's vegan. I mean the slogan strong as an ox. Ox don't eat like ox don't eat meat. It's all plant based. I I'm on plant based. And look at you. You look like a fucking homeless. <laughs> I eat a, uh, no. <laughs> I've actually like gained weight. I don't, I, but that's because I'm also addicted to sugar. I need to be on the veggie, yeah. no sugar. All right. So yeah, he, he finally got signed. I think it's a great signing. Uh, one, because it takes them out of the Trevor Lawrence bid. Thank God. Which I don't even know if there's going to be a season. And so that would just be. I don't even. I haven't been able to conceptualize how they would go about. Yeah. Who I I mean NCAA won't play first, which sucks for anyone who's like coming up. But that doesn't affect anything with the NFL, other than scouting, which you you already scout these people as freshmen. Oh even yeah, in way, way ahead of time. I mean, there's rare occasions where somebody blows up like that. Like you have Baker Mayfield. Or I guess the last two number ones, Baker Mayfield and Joe Burrow, that didn't and Kyler Murray. But Kyler Murray was, I mean, you saw that he beat out people and he, yeah, was, he was already expected to be good. He was expected to be good. Baker Mayfield wasn't. No. Joe Burrow wasn't. It was one of those things like if you would have scouted them their freshman year or so, it was okay, maybe when they get a chance late fifth, sixth, seventh round. It wasn't till transfers. And then, I mean, Baker was instant as his, but Joe was a year later. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, some people so it'd will. be odd to see how they do it if there is no NFL, which I think they they still push on because at this point it's like you're gonna get Corona. I mean, CDC said today they think already millions have already had it. I already think I've had it, but I can't get that test yet. Oh, I definitely to see. I mean, I definitely think I had it. And I got tested and it came up negative, but I mean, I was and I'm susceptible. Ho- I and was I put felt in the terrible. hospital for five days. And yeah. on oxygen for four of those days and was not allowed to come off of it because I couldn't breathe. And then my test still came back negative. So you tell me. These tests yeah. works. Who knows? Probably not. Probably I not. Mean, who cares? At this point, we live with it, adjust with it, adapt people. It's going to be uh, interesting to see if there's not uh, how they do the draft. But they got Cam Newton. Like I said, I'm happy for Cam. I thought the Panthers totally fucked him over. And, you know, he just, everyone deserves more shots. He was an MVP. Okay, you can't take it away from him. They voted on it. He was an MVP. And the times when he wasn't hurt during the last few seasons, he played really high level. No, he okay? played okay. No, he played high level. Go back to the Ravens game, it, the Seahawks his game. MVP season, he played at a high level. Everything else like that, he played okay. Okay, also go back the last two years and watch our wide receiver core and how many drops they had. We've been leading the NFL in drops. But we just established that he had his MVP season when he went to the Super Bowl and didn't have a receiving core. So that weighs nothing. If anything, this past year was and the then, best receiving and core. And then we got we worse wide receivers. So Because they were younger and un- inexperienced. But I'm happy for him that he went somewhere. I, I was going to buy... a. I, I haven't bought a Cam Newton jersey when he was with the Panthers. I just don't like the number one. And I was like, okay, wherever he goes next, I'm going to do it because they they kind of, they did him wrong. They fucked him over. 
And then he went to the Patriots. And I, I can't own Patriots gear. I like the Patriots jerseys, especially the new ones, because they remind me of the throwbacks. But I can't buy a Patriots jersey. I just love for the. But I would cheer for him. I just love for the second QB now for New England. Nike cannot really make a profit off of him because they can only do his jersey. And that's mm-hmm. it. They cannot do any T-shirts or anything because Cam, like Brady, is an Under Armour athlete. Yeah, Under Armour uh, stock went up today. Oh, I I told you I have I do have a Cam Newton and a Tom Brady T-shirt that Nike put out that they made the mistake of before they mm-hmm. realized that they couldn't put out shit with their name with the names on them in T-shirts. It could only be jersey format. Yeah. Just like I have a, I have one of the Nike uh, Panthers logo in South Carolina. Yeah, that mess up of a shirt. I will never ever get rid of those mess right. ups. I love them. So I've had a, a lot of. It's been funny to watch the reaction of Patriot fans that I know, because when I first told them the news, they were like, "Go fuck yourself!" Like it's not gonna happen. Absolutely not. I will. I'll, I'll stop being a fan. And now. Now they've seen that he's actually healthy and they've watched the workout videos and the signing has actually happened. They're kind of they're kind of on board. Day one I've seen some say he's gonna from... tear his ACL. <laughs> no, I don't think that. There's no but... denying this white boy quarterback for the Patriots that wore number fifty eight as his number. As a quarterback, he wore fifty eight. That's how insignificant he was. There's no <laughs> denying he's going to start week one because something will happen to Cam Newton. I think that kind of says something that they already know that he's not good. No, because here and, and in, but I, I thought he had a Patriot fashion. They signed him to a one year deal. That's full of 1 million. Yeah, but it's (laughs) full, full of incentives, full of incentives, which I think is what he wants to go. That's what you do now. But at the end of it, after his one year deal, if they choose to not resign him, they put it to where he will be a restricted free agent. So, so they get back that third that those they lost. draft picks. Yes. And that is so Patriot Belichick fashion. Like, yeah. They could be like, we're dude. not even interested in him. So we'll only pay him a million to get a third round pick. Smart. And, and, and the best part is, is if he has an okay year, he mm-hmm. will get picked back up somewhere where it is. Who knows? I mean, from reports I saw is it looks like, the only other team that even made an effort to reach out to him was Cleveland, which just befuddles me because I don't understand why they would even entertain that. It's not like they could have the two QB system down there because they're a fucked up organization. But that's why we were talking. Cam Newton isn't, he's too good to be a backup, but he's too injury prone to be the starter. The only place legitimately that he could land would be new England because they don't have a starter. Yeah, I I thought it was I thought it was a brilliant move for them. I think he's underpaid, but again, you know, you don't have like Sherman came out and said it was like blasphemous or whatnot. Yeah, but you could, can't pay somebody who hasn't completed a full year right. since. And that nobody else was going run. after him. Yeah, nobody's going after him. He didn't complete the full uh, four dictates. years since that market dictates. It's not like the NFL free agent market isn't strong. The draft was stronger than the free agent market was. And here's the big thing. Workout videos can look great and you can have a great workout video and it look fine on tape. But at the end of the day, nothing replaces game speed. And this is a dude that is almost 
a year fully removed from his last live anything. Yeah, and I remember the game. Did play, the last play, he looked and it cost horrible. Me Run it with him on the one yard line, and I am fifteen hundred dollars richer. You sons of bitches. Yeah, but probably <laughs> would have been injured earlier. So I, I'll cheer for him. Anyways, we play them at home in Charlotte, two thousand twenty-one. So if he's still on the team, I hope he comes and fucks us up. I, I would cheer him for it because we all just treat say. we treat our old players wrong, and I hate that because I really love the Panthers. But I hate how we just excommunicate players. And we did him dirty with waiting so long. We already knew we weren't going to have him. And they, I, don't, I don't understand why. But the I Panther, don't, they wanted to try to get some compensation for him before releasing, which I that's what everybody tries to do. They if But, but when you know, thing, when you come out and say we're going to release him, nobody's going to give you shit. It has never fucking worked. Yeah, but I don't think anybody anticipated him lasting this long and being unemployed. So well, they also didn't expect you know a world crisis. I don't hit, think and I don't think the world crisis would have dealt anything with him getting signed until now. Um, you could have had a second opinion. You could have had your own doctor's look. I think that was really what was holding it back. And then at, at one point okay. after you posted videos, they're your like, "Fuck it, we'll give him a million dollars." Yeah, your own doctor's going to give you a second opinion compared to the world's best. Which is the thing, like they pay a million dollars. No other teams can come up with this. Like, the, the Patriots didn't do anything hard. They just said, hey, we'll let you start. And it'll be all incentive-based, million-dollar price. No other fucking team could have done it. They, Get out of here. They did not list him as a starter. He is still not listed as a starter. He Because he has best physical. And the, all the articles say he will be allowed to compete for a starting position. Yeah, that this is, is what it. he says. He's going to beat him out. Oh, I... And that's why other teams wouldn't sign him as backup because he would beat their starter out. And he's lose. not a top five, but he's a top fifteen. I was gonna hopefully say you weren't gonna say top ten because he's not even a top ten. No, I'd say he's top. Cam 15. Newton. The whole reason he won MVP and the whole reason he considered that he's a dangerous QB is because of his legs, and the legs are the reason he's got injured. He threw um, for thirty-eight touchdown passes that year. When you're doing the dunk and dive Tim Tebow ones, yeah, you're gonna get a bunch of passes. And that's what New England does. New England's passing offense is easy. It is five yards and let them do something. Now, Cam Newton will throw five yards, but he'll throw it at like 120 miles per hour. <laughs> so Edelman might be bumped three yards forward. That's, that's the thing is we already had this discussion. He has no touch. He has no yeah. touch and he doesn't throw receivers open. Well, the problem with New England outside of Edelman, so just double team Edelman. They're always open. I'm telling you that. Uh, you, not you, you look at the tape. They're not always open. Otherwise, Brady would have hit him. If they were open, Brady hit him. Falk was always. I doesn't. It just what's frustrating me so much about. They're such an easy team to game plan against. Like when you look at it, I mean, third down. Look, you know what's going. It was going to go to Kevin Falk. Their defense, Edelman, and they never fucking covered them. Never. All right, move on. You got passion, and that went a lot longer than I anticipated, but okay. Now you're going to have to reevaluate New England if Cam Newton's the starter. Yeah, I already bias, started to look at him. Your bias is going to come in so much with it. I cannot wait for you to fuck up a New England bet. <laughs> I know. I'm like, ooh, I need to add a New England to this this main bet, which I got to mm-hmm. finish those up this week. No, all right, so here. here's This is a little betting part I can add in. So... I did have some big parlays that hit. 
this weekend. So yesterday I had um I bet fifty for two X. It was on Atalanta over two and Manchester City over one and a half. It hit for one ten. Gotcha. Um, Ooh. When does um soccer come back? Soccer is back. That's coming. Like MLS? Like MLS. Oh, I don't bet on MLS. Because I'll follow MLS. You know me. Pride and joy USA, man. I'm wearing American underwear right now. but That's fine. They're garbage league. <laughs> they're, they're terrible to bet on. Um, I had Napoli, Atalanta, Slavia Prague. Love Slavia Prague. Moneymaker. And Manchester City yesterday, 100 bucks to make 339 Um, There's also Sparta Prague. And tonight, I uh, tomorrow I have uh, a ten dollar bet to make like two hundred, and one of them is Locomotive Moscow. So there's been something crazy. Uh, who, who's the main guy? Who who is like the leader of Russia? Putin. Putin. Vladimir Putin, Putin owns a team, and they have been winning a little uh, bullshit wise. The over the weekend. His team had three, the team he was playing had three goals rescinded. And they were totally fucking in. And they just rescinded. They said they called him off sides. Another one, like the goalie had stopped it behind the line and said he wasn't behind the line. And they ended up winning. And everyone was just like, the other team was fucking pissed. But you can't, you can't make a big argument about it because you'll probably be fucking murdered. Get shot. Yeah. So that's kind of like some bullshit that's going on. So I guess the rest of the weekend. We both were in a NASCAR. It was Pocono Saturday and Sunday. It was a 325 and 350. So not full races, um, 325 miles, 350 miles, full races, typically 500 miles. So add them together, they were just over a full race. Very, very short races in terms of laps, 130 and 132 laps, 30 or 135 laps each race. So not a lot. Impounding. It's uh, you carried the same car from the first race to the second race. If you changed anything, if you wrecked it, you started from the rear, no matter where you were going. And then the top 20 positions from the first race that finished would be switched um, in the second one. So if you finished first, you started 20th. If you started finished 20th, you started first. And it was fuel mileage. That was a big one is the tire. The tire didn't give up much wear. So the lap times 30 laps into a run only gave up half a second. So yeah, it was, it came down to fuel mileage. And Denny Hamlin was the class of the field the first race. And Kevin Harvick uh, had a, a better plan. Instead of having to take four, he took two, got him out in front, was able to maintain that lead. It is the first time in his career that he's won at Pocono. So that was something good. Check that off the list for him. Kyle Busch was, had a fast car, but he wasn't the best car, which was surprising because he's won three of the last five races. I know you bet on him and he hurt you in the first or in the, in that first race a little bit. He really hurt you in the second race. Yeah. Yeah, that sucked. But I think I think your problem with NASCAR... Is I bet on people who wreck? <laughs> no, it, I, think it's, I think it's the people who wreck. It always seems to have to do with something from Team Penske, which is Kozlowski, Blaney, who is the one who wrecked Kyle, and then Logano. Yeah. And then, so yeah. And Logano burnt me this weekend, too, because I thought he had a fast car on Saturday... 
Um, he got he doesn't un- do well here though. He got unlucky and got caught up in an accident, but I thought he'd be fast on Sunday. And I mean, it was different temperature, all that. There'd been a little bit of rain, and the track just didn't respond the same way. At the end of the day, though, Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin were the class of the fields again, and Hamlin got him on the second one. So it was Harvick Hamlin first race, Hamlin Harvick second race going through. So I sat down for this one and finally did like a statistical analysis of it. So I I said, I'm just going to take the top 10 guys in points right now and, and see, I'm going to run some analysis on their last five races, how they've done, because I always go off for recent stuff. I don't care what they did at the beginning of the season. It's no longer the beginning of the season. So last five races and then the last five races that they've had at Pocono. So the last like two and a half years. So I started there and then I did an average of of placement where they've had in each race and then at Pocono. And then I did where you take the, the top and the bottom uh, positions out. So it's a re- regression analysis. Uh, and that actually turned out that helps you understand like outliers. So if like somebody gets like, you see a lot of like 13 place finishes and randomly they get a first. You're like, all right, that's not really what he runs. And most of them were really close, about the same. So after that, I said, all right, Blaney was hard not to go for because his last four races have been amazing. Uh, like top four finish in every one. But ultimately I had Harvick, Kyle Busch, and Hamlin as like my three favorites and uh, that's how it worked out. So I did really well, and I was I was pretty happy. I even had ones who I said fade, and they didn't do well, which I think I fade Truex every race. <laughs> it's only burnt me once. Yeah, but I didn't take I didn't take Hamlin or Harvick straight up. I just and you took them versus. Yeah, I should have, but you know. I so yeah, they scared. sat there. I mean, I did DraftKings, and I hit in both races, which was good. A lot of it has to deal with a little like. A lot of it has to do with numbers, but you do have to have luck go your way. Um, and it was one of those things. If you didn't have Hamlin and Harvick in your lineup, or at least one of them, you weren't in the money because they they dominated those races. They scored so many points that you had to have them in that lineup. If you didn't, you were not there. Um, yeah. So that was one of that. So I took Hamlin both races. I took Hamlin and Harvick the second race, and then I just I loaded up with some scrubs. And they ended up doing well. So, I mean, I made some good money with them. So it was fun. This weekend um, coming up for 4th of July is going to be at the Brickyard. Uh, so that'll be a lot, a lot of fun. Brickyard's always a great track. Um, it's another track that Kyle does well at. But, I mean, he even said without practice, they're, they suck. Um, he kind of took that first race as a practice session. And second race, they looked really, really good. Mm-hmm. He just, yeah. I mean, him and Blaney were battling. That's why I he, went with them heavy in the second one. Yeah. Even, even though they said it was for, it was for 20th and 21st position. They're in the middle of green flag pit stops and different strategies. And had the caution not come out, that was a battle for first and second between those two. Yeah. I mean, stupid lap car got in the way and Blaney pinched Kyle and you, and he spun him and wrecked him. I mean, really good, but it is what it is. We'll see how it goes, but I'm I'm excited for the Brickyard. It always puts on a good show. It's gonna gotta kiss the bricks. Gotta kiss the bricks. But then on top of that, they're doing a first, and I mean this is indie. So you think of it, Indy 500. That is the biggest 
race for Indiana for like Indy cars. It's it's funny. They travel all over the world for races, and their biggest race is in the U.S. in at, at Indianapolis. But you'll have the Indy 500, and I believe the Brickyard 400. I don't know if it's the same weekend or if it's the same day. I'm pretty sure it's the same day. So there there's some special things that are going on with it. Typically, when the Indy 500 is being run the Coke 600 is it's it's Memorial weekend and it's the longest day of racing. Cause you have the Indy 500, then you flip over to Coke 600. But I think this is important because it's the Indy 500. I'm pretty sure either Saturday or Sunday. And then the Brickyard 400, which it's the two, two of motorsports biggest races on the same weekend, which is just insane. So it'll be fun. It's a tricky track. There's people who are good and then there's people that are not good. So DraftKings wise, I don't know if I'll if I'll play DraftKings betting wise. Um, Kyle Busch should be a favorite. True Hex should be a favorite. Denny Hamlin should be a favorite, and Harvick. Those are, those I think are my four. Hamlin and Harvick lead the series with three wins. They're just hot as crap. All of Harvick's wins have been after the break. Hamlin has two of his three wins after the break, so they're strong. And then you have True X and Kyle, who for the last three or four years have dominated this race. Each one of them have led a ton of laps. So it'll be fun. It'll be good to watch that. Other than that, man, yeah, NASCAR is not too much outside other ways. Um, I will say Sunday it did. It was a triple header. It had truck series, Xfinity, and NASCAR Cup. And for the most part, it was wreckfest. Each series had a wreck within the first three laps. It was unbelievable. And then Xfinity with like 20 laps to go, the leaders wrecked and took out like the top 10 cars. It was unbelievable to watch that. So it'll, it'll be a fun weekend. It was a fun weekend watching that one, but that's pretty much all I got with, with NASCAR this week. Um, we got a lot of other things to, to catch up. I guess we'll uh, want to jump into UFC if you want to jump into golf. Uh, yeah, go ahead and do golf. I, uh, have to step away for the length of time that you're going to talk about it. <laughs> oh, whatever. Okay. I do, oh no, I do have to go use the bathroom. So go ahead. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I, I hope Will it'd be weird sense. talking about it without me. No, I can talk to myself. Cause I normally don't listen anyways. Yeah. Fuck you. I was going to say, if you had wireless headphones, you could take them with you. Listen. <laughs> uh, I had to listen to it when I edit it. So that'll be enough. <laughs> oh, screw you. So, all right, I'll be right back. <laughs> but all right. So talking about, uh, PGA tour this weekend, we were at the travelers up in, uh, Connecticut. It was an important one because this was the first event back that actually fell on its originally scheduled time frame. This event has always played the week after the U S open. So that would have been two weeks ago. And then you have this one. Uh, the only difference is that, again, this field was loaded. Nine of the top 10 players were here. Paul Casey was here, who plays really, really well. Patrick Cantlay plays really, really, really well here. So it was going to be star-studded field. Cut to Wednesday. And that's when COVID kind of hit here. I will say no players tested positive for COVID on Wednesday. But Brooks Kepka's caddy, which if you've ever followed golf and you follow Brooks Kepka, 
him and he kept his team, his immediate team, almost self-isolated at his own property because he didn't want anything to, to get in and it still found a way in. His caddy tested positive. So Brooke, out of caution, withdrew from the event. An hour later, Webb Simpson had a family member test positive for COVID and he had been in recent contact with them. So he withdrew from the contest. So it's like, wow, you have Webb Simpson, Brooks Kepka, two of the top 10 players in the world defending the, the, the winner of the previous week at the heritage and Webb Simpson is withdrawing Brooks Kepka, who had a top 10 finish and looked like he was going to be the betting favorite withdrew. So it was insane. So that was Wednesday leading up to it. And then you get into the start of golf. Thursday comes and you have Rory McIlroy fire a 63, seven under for the day. It's, oh, Rory's finally back. Bryson DeChambeau's two shots back. Patrick Cantlay's like three shots back. And I mean, the big names came out and they put down some, some good numbers. But out of nowhere, out of nowhere, Mackenzie Hughes, who when you talk about course correlation, does very well on similar courses to what was. So it wasn't surprising to see him in the top 15, top 10. He fired a 60 on Thursday, which the course records of 58, which was done two years ago by Jim Furyk, but anything below a 60 is just com- considered completely unbelievable. And so he shot a 60. It's a par 70 course. So that's 10 under for, for the tournament after day one. So he was out there huge, way far. The eventual winner, Dustin Johnson, shot even. He shot even day one. Then he made the cut. He had a great second day on Saturday. Made the cut, was still like some six shots back. Had even better Saturday. His putting really came along. He had the new new putter, which was just really, really weird to sit there and look at. Um, yeah, it was it was interesting to watch him hit with this new putter. It was lighter. It's not. It wasn't as heavy as the bottom as his normal mallets, but it had a new piece where the where the hosel was that was a tri- uh, triangular in shape. And instead of it being um, kind of adjusted a little bit and still super narrow with that triangular shape, they filled it. So it added a little resistance to it. And his putting was unbelievable from Friday on to Sunday. And he ended up just storming the course. He had a couple mistakes on Sunday. But he ended up holding it off. And I mean, that's his 13th consecutive season with a win. Um, he's got 21 wins overall. So, um, I mean, that's a lot. He's tied with Davis Love the third now. People are already saying he's he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer just with his wins. But for him to win that, I mean, he was going in. That's I loaded my DraftKings lineups heavy on Dustin Johnson. And after Thursday, I was like, oh, man, it's going to bite me in the ass. But it ended up not. But, uh, yeah, DraftKings, there's – the million maker has like 200 some on thousand entries and uh, only 1.1% of entries had six of six make the weekend. So if you made the weekend with all six of your people, you made some money. Um, my lineups, most of them were four of six and I still finished in the top seven to 5,000. And so I made, I had a good weekend, but it was still insane, but you had all that Rory fell off. Bryson was killer with his drives, but I've realized that Bryson sucks with his wedges. He's got to work a lot harder on his wedges and his putting game wasn't there. So, but uh, overall it was a great weekend. It was a fun weekend to watch. Um, There was a player that tested positive 
for COVID on Friday. So that meant Saturday, Jason Day was the only one exposed to him. And they, he had to take a test, but they had to wait. Um, and instead of ruining it, and then just because it could come up negative, they uh, let him play a solo round Saturday. So he played by himself Saturday, which was it's always interesting to see somebody play Saturday because if they are crappy, usually they try to shoot for a quick a quick round and everybody's like, holy crap, they're moving. But uh, he had a decent day. So, But the Travelers was a lot of fun. Dustin won, won his first one. Kevin Streelman finished second. Um, and this was he's very good on courses like this where – it's still kind of point and shoot. He's got some distance, but so it's good to see him out there. Phil looked good the first two days, and then Saturday and Sunday kind of fell apart. Um, but to put in perspective, Lefty was competing, and he just turned fifty like a month ago, if that. So he qualifies for the <laughs> the senior tour, and he says, "I'm still having fun and competing at the regular PGA tour." So um, that's kind of fun to see with him. He's also very California, and he's moving to Florida. But you can't take the California out of him. He's super, super tan. And he's like, hey, I'm 50. I'm going to do what I do. What I do. And his sunglasses this weekend were hilarious. He was rocking like retro aviators, just big ones and big reflective lenses. So everything, every time you saw the camera looking at him, you saw everything in front of him. And it was hilarious. Yeah. A look he needs to keep. Oh, yeah. It almost looked like Hollywood. It was hilarious. Um, but then he, he followed, uh, Eric Van Ruyen's pants. It wasn't the traditional golf pants that you see a lot of, uh, the PGA tour use. He went after EVR's pants, which are, had the, like the cuff, the cuff on the bottom, almost like mm-hmm. sweatpants do. And that's what he wore over the weekend. And it was, it puts you off so much. Like even they made commentary, the commentary addressed it. Mm-hmm. And like, those are just pants you don't see Phil Mickelson wear. Yeah. <laughs> so it was hilarious. But him and Bryson were paired together the first two days. And I mean, Bryson's bulked up like 40, 50 pounds in muscle mass and shooting for 200 ball speed every time he swings at the ball. And he's just, it's ungodly. Since return, there's been three weeks of uh, of tournaments now. He's hit 13 drives over 350 yards. No other tour professional has more than six drives over 350 yards. And usually a lot of that has to do with a hill or wind or stuff. No, he's got 13 of those. And I think between the the two tournaments, there's only been like four holes in each tournament that he's actually even taken driver out. So it's insane. But uh, he hit a bomb, an absolute bomb. Yeah, he's been killing it. Oh, yeah. And Phil Mickelson goes... Holy crap, you could hear that one was smashed in the commentary, <laughs> in the radio. And it was hilarious to sit there. And Bryson's just like, well, thanks, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was really, really funny. But there was a lot of talk with Bryson uh, on his practice round on Wednesday. The 17th hole, 420-yard par four. But it's got a massive like dog leg right around the, uh, around the lake. Bryson, for shits and giggles, aims to the right of the tree and he's going over straight water. It's like 390 to carry this water. There's a helping breeze. It's slightly downhill and he pulverized this ball and he didn't put it on the green, but he made it over the water. And it's like, and the whole thing, he sat there and he got done with that and told him, 
yeah, I made it. It's probably going to be too risky to do it in tournament play, but I wanted to try it. Like, that's ungodly. Yeah, the one where it went down the cart path was hilarious because it just kept going. Oh, yeah, a 450-yard <laughs> par four. He shanked like, it They're right, like watching it slowly. But he shanked it so far right, he caught the cart path, and then it stayed there, and it rolled till like 40 yards from the green. Now, granted, he's not used to playing this close to the green with his tee shots, so his approach sucks. Like, his wedge game sucks bad. People from 110, 120 yards were sticking it within 15 feet, and he was missing it by like 40, 50 feet. If yeah. he could just take the same, it's kind of like what DJ did. DJ got big on his driver, and then he went to town for like six months working on his wedge game, and now he's considered one of the best wedge players in the world. Um, and he racked off like seven or eight victories within a, a 12-month span because of his wedges because he added that distance and then he was locked in. So when Bryson gets that uh, figured out, it's going to watch out. I think he's going to start winning uh, once every like four or five tournaments because he's, he's now been consecutive top tens for the last six tournaments. Since we've been back to play, he has not finished outside the top five. So DraftKings wise, he'll get you a lot of points, but he is chalk. So mm-hmm. A lot of people are on him. I think he's consistently in the high teens to low twenties in percentage ownership. But yeah, that was fun this weekend. We got uh, the Rocket Mortgage um, open up in Michigan. It's the second year playing with that uh, for this tournament. Um, considerably, uh, I would just not not as strong as the field as the first three events. Um, this one is a lot of the world number ones, the top ten aren't going to be there. I think you have Webb Simpson, Brooks will be there. And Matsus, Mats, Matsuyama, but other than that, it's uh, there's not going to be a lot of uh, big big names out there. Ricky Fowler will be there because this is a sponsorship course for him with Rocket Mortgage, so that'll be fun. Um, don't bet him; he never plays well at sponsorship ones. There's too much stuff to go through with sponsorships for him to play well. That and he's just not playing well right now. So yeah, no, no, he's barely been mentioned. But um. Just because I like pissing you off, Tiger will not play in this one. I gotta bring, I'll bring in Tiger just to mention his name so we can. Um, after this weekend, though, we'll have back to back tournaments at um, Memorial or not Memorial at um, Colonial. And I think the second week he'll be back at Colonial. And I think a lot of the players will be first or second week back. So it'll I be interesting to see that. But it'll be nice to see Tiger come back and play. It'll be very very popular pick for people and it'd be great to see him play i'm I'm excited for him to play golf is it's it's been a lot of fun but with tiger it's always a little bit more fun just because he's loosened up so much so i'm excited for that the only other thing that kind of happened with me this weekend was uh we had the announcement of baseball coming back so baseball july 25th the season will start so that's going to be great um I'm, I'm hoping all the players show up and come back which will be fun um so that was big news for baseball again we touched back it in the early episodes i think they missed a big chance of being the first professional sport to return they're going to do a 60 game season so it'll be interesting to see that and how all that works out but it goes back to the march agreement that the players and the owners had and just like i said it was going to be they said no Manfred said, okay, we're going to start this. Started on this date. They both agreed. Here we go. And that, that was it. So I'm um, excited for baseball to come back uh, in about a month. All right. Uh, bye.
streets I just need to clear my mind now It's been racing since the summertime Now I'm holding down the summer now And all I want is what I can't buy now Cause I ain't got the money on me right now And I told you to wait Yeah, I told you to wait So I'ma need a little more time now Cause I ain't got the money on me right now And I thought you could wait Yeah, I thought you could wait these bitches surrounding me Everybody's Oh, I want something now, man Then they talk about me Would be lost without me We could have been somebody Thought you'd be different about it Now I know you not it So let's get on with it We could have been somebody Said you had to tell somebody Let's take it back to the first party When you tried your first mile It came out of your body It came out of your body Running naked down the lobby And you were screaming that you love me Before the limelight tore ya Before the limelight stole ya Remember we were so Something strange happening From the poplar trees